Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 88 of Feel Good Friday. That's right, we're at 88. Holy shit, that puts us two away from 90, and you know what comes after 90, right? 91. And then uh, after that, it's, well, after that, it's 92, and then uh, 93, and 94, and then a few more of those, and then we're at 100. Holy shit, we're at triple digits, baby. That's fucking wild, and I'm proud of myself, and uh, I'm proud of you all for sticking with me. You guys are some real troopers. Uh, I've had I've had some stinkers. Uh, not I'm not talking about farts right now. I'm talking about you know my episodes. I know not everything is going to be a masterpiece, but you've stuck with me, the faithful through thick and thin. I appreciate your loyalty, and um, and uh, it means a lot. So give yourself a pat on the back. Buy yourself a drink uh, on me. It's not I'm not paying for it. Um, because I haven't really started making money from this podcast, but like consider it like when you buy it in your mind, be like, this one's on Joe. And, um, and then you can enjoy that knowing that, uh, spiritually, uh, I, I bought that drink for you and, uh, spiritually I am there with you because I think that's where my spirit is going to end up when I pass. I'm just going to go, I'm going to float down to the whistle um, I really hope I don't end up on Bourbon Street. Not, I would love to end up on Bourbon Street, New Orleans, but that's pretty crowded there. I think there's that's a pretty haunted city. Uh, so I feel like that's that's a lot of a lot of bumping shoulders and like saying sorry to other spirits and ghosts. And uh, I don't want to deal with all that. So maybe maybe I could float down to Port Aransas and uh, you know just sip uh, posthumous posthumous. Is that the word? You know what I mean. Like when something happens after you're dead, like when Heath Ledger won the Oscar for the Joker, posthumous, right? Posthumous? It's posthumous. I'm a fucking moron. Anyway, you know what I mean? So um, before we get into, uh, you know, today's episode, which is going to be a great episode, Spencer Burns is on. Awesome, dude. Um, I want to apologize. I know the previous episode I was talking about how I'm going to do like a possible Thanksgiving special, then another episode in between that, and then Spencer Burns was going to be on right away. A lot of things happened. I uh, couldn't get a hold of, fur- like, couldn't get Furlong uh, scheduled to do a Thanksgiving special. Um, Spencer Burns had to reschedule. Uh, we had a little mix-up, and uh, and then I got sick, actually. Then Finn got sick, and there's there's just a whole lot going on in life. And I've told you before, I'll tell you again, life is crazy. Life doesn't care about your plans. It does what it fucking wants. And, um, it did what it wanted. And so, uh, my plans for, I was going to rail off three episodes in a row, Spencer Burns, solo, uh, Thanksgiving special, and then a solo app and life was just like, Hey Joe, I see this. This is a nice little projection you got here. This is a nice little plan, but, uh, fuck you. I don't care. And then it threw a bunch of shit at me. And, uh, but Nonetheless, or nevertheless, again, words should be my strong suit, uh, but sometimes, you know, the dumb, dumb part of my brain takes over. And anyway, uh, nevertheless, we got Spencer Burns on. Very happy about that because uh, I've been listening to him for a while. I found out about him earlier this year, like way earlier this year, like January and February. And um, he's been one of my favorite artists and I've been on the lookout for new shit from him. And, uh, I messaged him a while back and he responded. He said he was, he was really busy. He was working on a lot of stuff 
And so I said, all right, I'll back off. Keep doing your thing. It was all positive. Stay on good terms. Don't burn bridges, baby. Don't burn bridges. Stay on good terms. I'm telling you, it's a key to success in life and making friends and keeping friends. And so I waited a few months and then I messaged him a few weeks ago and I was like, hey man, um, I'm not sure if you're still working on shit. I'm sure you are, but I would love to, I would still love to have you on if you want to be on. And he was, he was all for it. And I'm really happy and appreciative that he was on. But since I didn't give you a Thanksgiving special with Furlong, I am going to give you a Thanksgiving wrap up right now. And, uh, and then after the Spencer Burns interview, I am going to, uh, let you know my Spotify rap numbers for feel good Friday. So, um, Thanksgiving, 2023, semi uneventful, uh, Peacock was streaming the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. So Finn and I, uh, watched that in the morning while we were getting ready to leave. Um, you know, he was looking, he was looking dapper, put the little vest on him. He's, he's looking, he's looking fucking dressed to the nines as always. He's a sharp looking little dude, um, much like Cody Leahy. Um, and then we, yeah, we just kind of watched that. I actually, I had, I had a morning beer. I had a breakfast beer on Thanksgiving. Come at me. It was only one. I'm not ashamed. It's a holiday. And I don't know, something about having a drink, watching the, the Thanksgiving day parade. And now I, I'm watching it with my son. Like it just feels right. You know, it feels good. So, um, we did that. Then we got ready and then we headed over to my aunt Kathy's house. My godmother, the best godmother ever. And, uh, we, we just did the basic, you know, the basic stuff. Um, appetizers, appies, my dad and my aunt Kathy were running the kitchen as per usual, carving the turkey. Um, and then I was just chasing around Finn, making sure he didn't get in any trouble. My dad helped out a lot with Finn. Very appreciative of my dad. Um, you know, so it's good to have, uh, good to have that support. Um, was able to have a few beers and watch some football cause Finn was playing in the living room where the football game was on. So I was able to sit on the couch. I was playing with him while also watching football, while also talking to my cousin and, um, and my sister and, uh, my brother-in-law, Steve. So, uh, it was cool. The, the, the Thanksgiving day games were, uh, kind of of a disappointment. The best game was the Packers and Lions. And I, uh, I say best, uh, hesitantly because the Packers won and the Packers actually look good. And I'm a little concerned and, uh, I don't, I don't think they're going to get past like the Eagles or the Cowboys or the Niners. Uh, but they, they, they look good. They've shown that they can beat the lions and, uh, yikes, you know, but also the lions are totally defeated when there's a waxing gibbous moon on uh, Thanksgiving, when they plan Thanksgiving, the lions always plan Thanksgiving, the lions and the Cowboys, baby. That's, that's tradition. That's tradition. Uh, Jack Harlow was the halftime performer at the lions game and it was atrocious. It was really bad. Uh, the set, it just looked like they went to the Dollar Tree, basically. And they were like, uh, all right, let's fucking make an iceberg, I guess. We'll make an iceberg and we'll throw it out on the field. And then uh, we'll have some fog, a little bit of fog. It's not going to be a crazy amount of fog. It's going to be a little bit of fog. So it looks kind of sad as well. And uh, then Jack Harlow, you can come out. And Jack, we want you to give uh, very little energy. I think that's what they told him because that's what I was getting from him. Um, not a great performance, not his best by any means. So, uh, 
there was that. And then there was the Cowboys uh, Commanders. Still don't like the name Commanders. I, uh, I'm stoked. I got a Washington Redskins uh, vintage sweater. And then I got a Cleveland Indian ones as well. And people are like, oh, you're just doing this to be controversial or edgy. You're just like trying to stir the pot. No, like growing up playing endless video games, Nintendo 64 and PS2, those were two of my favorite logos. And I loved playing with those teams. Even though the Indians were technically a rival, a division rival of the White Sox, like Chief Wahoo was awesome. And I loved the Redskins logo as well. Uh, I loved the color scheme, that like bold yellow and then uh, maroon. I know that's technically still their color scheme, but uh, I, I loved those logos growing up. I, I'm not, I didn't buy these things trying to be a dick, trying to be controversial. I just bought them because I like them. I like vintage stuff in general, so this kind of worked out perfectly. The thing is, though, they're both larges, uh, so they, they're a little tight. They're a little tight on me. You know what I mean? And when I wear tight stuff, it doesn't look good. Like some people can get away wearing tight stuff, and I'll be like, damn, okay. When I wear tight stuff, people are like, damn, <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? So it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it, and that is proof. Uh, so I got to lose a little bit of weight before I fit comfortably in these things. So it's motivation, baby. That's all it is, motivation. I'll tell you what, I did not lose weight on Thanksgiving now. Um, back to Thanksgiving, yeah. Cowboys, Commanders. Cowboys beat the fuck out of the Commanders. 45-10, to 10, I think the final score was. Uh, Dak just went off. Dak's been huge for me in fantasy. Uh, knock on wood, he keeps that going. I almost said knock three times. That would have jinxed it. Uh, maybe saying I, that would have jinxed it. Jinxes. I don't know. I don't know how jinxing works. So, um, but he's been killing it. He's been he's been having MVP like numbers. And granted, he hasn't played the best teams. He's still been killing it. So he's up there. And uh, Dolly Parton did the halftime show for the Cowboys Commanders game, and it was kind of sad. They put her out there in a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniform. And uh, she's like holding on to the stage the whole time, trying to walk around. She's walking very slowly. You know she's lip syncing. There's no way she's actually singing. Um, and she's 77. She's 77. Like, don't get me wrong. So if it was like Halloween and I saw a 77-year-old wearing a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader costume um, that looked like Dolly Parton, I'd be like, all right, uh, good for you. I, like, I wouldn't be totally disgusted, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't. However, if it was Dolly Parton that was wearing it on Halloween and then she approached me, then I would because it's Dolly Parton. And getting to say like, yeah, me and Dolly Parton, we smashed. Um, that'd be that'd be pretty high on my uh, accomplishments. So it's up there. What can I say? I work at Trader Joe's, you know, it's not a high list of accomplishments. So... Getting to say a smash Dolly Parton would be would be cool. And uh, I mean this all respectfully. Cher was also at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. She's also 77. Doesn't look 77. Um, looks 65. I don't know. That sounds about right. But still looks good for 77. Another one that like, if I saw her at the bar uh, and she wasn't Cher, but she looked like that, I'd be like, okay. But if she was Cher, I'd be like, hey, you want to uh, go back to the Motel 6 and, uh, you know, try not try to get a room without bullet holes in the window and walls? Um, yeah, so just to say, you know, I, I did Cher. Uh, and then the last game was uh, Seattle Seahawks against the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers whomped the Seahawks. 
pretty badly. Steve Aoki did the halftime performance. I didn't even see it. I'm not a big Steve Aoki. I'm not a big EDM, uh, you know, techno, electronic, all that shit. Uh, I tried it for a while. I tried because I thought it was the cool thing. I tried like fitting in and it just, I didn't like it. So um, didn't really even watch that. But yeah, there was that. And then Ole Miss, Mississippi State played. That was a pretty boring game. Although I know it's a big rivalry, but it was a pretty boring game. Um, so yeah, I got to see my family. Turkey. I had, so here's a confession. Here's a big confession that you're you're all probably gonna laugh at. Um, this was the first time in my 30 year career of life that I have had stuffing. Yeah, yeah. I've never had stuffing before, uh, and I had it this year. And people, it's fucking amazing. It's fucking amazing. I took leftovers. I'm stoked on that. Uh, your boy's a fan of stuffing now. And I don't know why I avoided it for so long. I don't know why I avoided it. I think it just looked gross to me. It looked like a casserole type of thing. I never liked casserole. and uh, But now that I finally tried it, it's great. It's great. I'm team stuffing. I'm team stuffing, baby. Uh, turkey, obviously. You know, the rolls are always great. Sweet potatoes with the, the, you know, the marshmallows on top. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, just all sorts of stuff. It's, it's Thanksgiving. It's great, you know. And then I took Finn to um, Cassie's sister's house, uh, you know, because everyone should get to see Finn on the holidays. He's he's the life of the party, you know. They could live, you know, give or take with me, but um, Finn is, is the main attraction. So I took him over there and had some more food, had some desserts, stuffed jalapenos, um and uh, mac and cheese, and I was just living it up there as well, and uh, yeah, I gained a few pounds, I'm sure I gained a few LBs that day, between the beers, and uh, had a couple nooners at my aunt's house, a couple nooners, don't know why those were in the fridge, but I had a few, and um, it was uh, it was a great day, overall, it was a great day, it was a great Thanksgiving, so I'm happy with it, I still have to see the horror movie, Thanksgiving, I still have to see Thanksgiving, I really want to, and I hope it's still out uh, whenever I get a chance to go see it, because uh, it looks uh, it looks like a bloody good time, and uh, you know, like how the British say, it looks like a bloody good time, mate. <clears throat> right? And that uh, Eli Roth, this is his best reviewed movie yet, and this is a guy who's done Cabin Fever, Hostel One and Two, um, Knock Knock, which was uh, Green Inferno, which was uh, so. Yeah, pretty stoked on that movie. Can't wait to go see it. Uh, it might be out on streaming soon. I mean, The Exorcist already came out on Peacock, so might just wait for it as well. But it looks like a fun time. So if I get a chance to see it, I'm going to go see it. As far as other Thanksgiving movies, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, you know I watched that. It's a classic Thanksgiving movie. And then I found a new one. I mean, Steve Martin, John Candy, it's the best. It's the best Thanksgiving movie. However, I did find a new one uh, called The Turkey Bowl. And uh, not a lot of famous people in it. Thad from Blue, uh, Blue Mountain State is in it. I think it's Alan Richardson. And then um, a couple other people that I know their faces, but I don't know their names. They're in it as well. It's pretty funny. It's about this dude who's from a small town. He moved out, became a big corporate guy. He's married like the, like a senator's daughter, and the senator's potentially becoming president. So it's a big deal. And he's living this fancy business life in the big city. And uh, his small town friends keep trying to get him to come back. Uh, to the small town just you know just to visit and he could never make time so they finally get him back because one of the friends fakes their deaths and uh 
once he's back, they're like, hey, Turkey Bowl. Let's finish the Turkey Bowl that we never got to finish years ago. I forgot exactly why it didn't get finished, but um, and it's really funny. It's just a it's just a good time movie. A lot of laughs, um, good messages. You know, you know, appreciate the ones who uh, who love you and appreciate you, who really who truly care. You know what I mean? So, anyway, that is my intro for this episode. When we come back, we're going to have Spencer Burns on. Very excited. Very excited. That's all I got to say. So sorry again that there wasn't a Thanksgiving special with Furlong. Just couldn't couldn't schedule it in. And uh, sorry, I've been slacking again. Life has just been, it's been really, you know, fisting me. It's been fisting me pretty bad. Uh, so hopefully I could uh, get this episode done. Maybe knock out another solo one and we'll be back on track and uh, hit 90 before 2024. That's the goal right now. Hit 90. I'm not even thinking about 100. Let's hit 90. I'll be satisfied. And uh, much unlike any girl I have sex with. Because they're because I, uh, I'm not good at sex. I, I come quickly. All right. Adios, everybody. Well, not adios. Adios for now. I'm going to be back in like three seconds. Or uh, eight. Mm, like nine seconds. Because the intro music's like eight seconds. So then there's like a tiny little second delay in between. So let's say nine seconds. That was... I'm rambling. All right, here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome back to episode 88 of Feel Good Friday, FGF. We have a very, very special guest on today. One I've been trying to get on for a while. Finally got him. Upcoming country music artist, Spencer Burns. Spencer, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess I should start. I have not been into country my whole life. I got into country about two years ago. I was at a bar. I was I was pretty gone. Morgan Wallen song came. Morgan Wallen song came on. It hit like it hit perfectly, and the rest is history. So I check out New Music Friday every week and my release radar. And then Thanks to You came up one weekend, and. I was like, this this is fucking great. Checked out the rest of your stuff. Settle up. Probably my favorite. Um, nice. So you've been releasing single after single. Is there an EP or an album on the way? Or can you uh, not reveal oh, that information? Um, well, the, like, it's, I wish, dude. Like, I, I really do. Like, the logistics behind, like, like putting music out, like, it, it can be super simple if you want it to be, or it, it could be really complicated, like depending on kind of like what your goals are as an artist and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. Also, how much you know, how much disposable income you got too, because yeah. like putting out putting out tunes ain't cheap, especially if you're an indie artist. You know, like unless you're getting put on radio, there's not too much money to be made. Right. But that being said, dude, like you know, you get a good enough team around you that that believe in you, and and you know all all ships rise together like if you have that kind of mentality in, in this like small group mm-hmm. then you can definitely get shit done um quicker and, and more feasibly so yeah uh dude like 2024 i think it's going to be a really big year i got a lot of i've done a lot of writing you know i haven't released in, in months which has been hard for me because like ever since i started releasing music i had so much in the bank so i was just like popping out singles like right. every six seven weeks i was like drop another one drop another one something goes yeah. crazy on tiktok drop it like that was the only reason thanks to you got dropped was because 
I actually was putting out a different, I was putting out a different song. Mm-hmm. And right before that song was about to get released, things she started like really hitting on TikTok. Yeah. Which was crazy. Um, and I remember I called my producer and I was like, <laughs> I kind of did like this, oh, you're going to hate me. Like, we need to, we need to get this song out like now. And so again, with that good team, like putting a good little plan together and thanks to you got released. Yeah. It had, I had no intention of putting it out. And like you said, like it kind of got to reach some bigger audiences, which is cool. But um, yeah, I think 2024, man, there's, there's a project that's getting made right now. And I don't know if it's going to, depending on how I want to do it, it'll either get released one at a time throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Or if, if shit catches fire quick, then it'll be a bigger project that drops all at once. So okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited though. It, there's, there is a, there is a bunch of new stuff though, for sure. Hell yeah, man. That's uh, I love to hear that. Cause what I got right now or what you've released right now is it's all, it's all been great. And I know I, I think I commented on one of your posts after you released smoke or burn these tires. But I was like, when are you going to drop like a, a banger? Cause you got all these heartbreak anthems and they're great. And they really do like, like settle up. I'm, I'm singing that one, you know, cruising down the expressway, but like, yeah. Like what? When are you gonna release that like day drinking summertime song? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, I, 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 I tend to write better uh, when it comes to like this, this kind of like heartbreak breakup yeah. thing, like me doing wrong and stuff like that. Because like, I mean, you mentioned like you you kind of fell into country music mm-hmm. and uh, and you know you didn't grow up listening to country music, dude. I'm no different. Like, I yeah. didn't grow up listening to country music at all. Um, other than like, you know, some Shania Twain, you know, just like, if, if, like, if the country was mainstream enough to get put on, like, regular rotation radio, Mm -hmm. then I listened to it, um, but I did not grow up listening to, to, to country music, and there was, you know, you know, you grow up, like, as a teenager and a young adult and stuff, and you, you go through those first loves and those heartbreaks and stuff, and yeah. I never had an outlet to write about it, so when I did, you know, kind of fall into country music and started writing my own stuff, there was a lot to, like, catch up on. Yeah. That's kind of, like, how I like to look at it. Okay. And I feel like now that I've kind of done that, there's a lot of shit in the vault that's just, like, now we can write about, like, easier going shit. Like there you uh, go. Oh, what was me? She left me. My heart's broken. That kind of stuff. There, there's a lot more space for like get the boys out, drink some beers. You yeah, know, there you go. Fall in love, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I trust me. It's it's there. <laughs> so okay. It's coming. Okay, for sure. Um, I'm not on the boy, I promise. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the heartbreak stuff is great though. Like Luke Combs writes a lot of heartbreak. Uh, Post Malone, you know, like that dude is so. He sounds like, like who hurt him, you know, but the stuff he releases is great. And I think it's no different with yeah. you, but, um, excited for the, uh, those bangers, you know, but, um, so you said you kind of fell into country music. When did you discover, like you could sing? Cause you got, you got a hell of a voice, man. It's, it's real powerful. Oh, you know what I mean? Thank you. Uh, um, I don't know. I think, I mean, music was always like in the house and stuff like that. I feel like everyone kind of says that. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, it was, it was kind of in high school and I, I kind of followed my sister's lead. So, um, I, I have a sister that's two years older than me and she was heavy, heavy. 
crazy. I had my own kind of strengths as a musician. Okay. Um, but uh, but her name is Rachel, and, and she was crazy talented. So uh, I started doing things in high school, and my high school had a great music program for a public school, especially. And I just kind of followed in her footsteps and started singing. And um, then I met this girl when I was in high school, found love, and she was a big country fan. So I started listening to more country music um, when I was around 15, 16. And then I started like auditioning for you know, bigger musical groups within school, but I was auditioning with like Rascal Flatts songs and stuff like that. So yeah. I started to kind of realize that, oh, maybe, you know, country music kind of fits my my voice a little bit better than the other genres that I've been singing. And and then, dude, COVID hit and I started writing. And then, there you go. All of a sudden, I'm doing music for a living. It's crazy. Fair enough. Fair enough, man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, yeah, just like that. Um, Literally, dude. It's, it's weird, man. Like, I mean, for a guy that like I, I never had like I love music but I, I never ever ever thought I would do it yeah as a, as a profession and, and so it's cool like I mean I'm still I still kind of struggle with the business side of things because it's like once once you start taking music to the next level I would say like 90% of it is, is business and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and 10% is the creativity but um, I still kind of rely on other people to take care of that side of things so that I can be more focused on like writing and singing and kind of doing the artistry part but you definitely need to have both when yeah. you start to grow as an artist or else you'll get swallowed up in the industry for sure i got you yeah i um i feel like i i didn't look at the numbers when i first started listening to you but i'm sure it's grown because i started listening to you when thanks to you came out so since then it's been like burn these tires uh the wishes or wish uh yeah. and then smoke um you're at like 11.7 thousand like listeners per month on Spotify. I saw that. I haven't looked at the TikTok numbers. I'm not on there too much. But um, have you like, have you have you hit a level where you're like, whoa, like this is what I'm doing now. Like this is what I, I want to do. This is my career. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I mean, I, I think I started off differently than, than most. And I think I got... I think luck was a part of it, and, mm. you know, timing and everything like that. But I, I don't think most people, especially coming from Canada, like just kind of hit with like as an indie like that. Like yeah. when I when I dropped the debut, like it just did ridiculously well, and it exceeded beyond any expectation I could have ever dreamed of. Like, not to say that it went super viral and it launched my career or anything, but still, like as an indie, and you get hundreds of thousands of hits on Spotify. It's like. I didn't know anybody in the industry. Like I didn't know any programmers. I didn't have a manager. I didn't, I didn't send out emails before I dropped the song. I just dropped the song. Mm. I was lucky enough to hit on TikTok a little bit, which definitely helped. But I mean, I think after that first, that first tune and then, you know, you drop the, the second and the third and they're all still hitting numbers. You're kind of like, damn, like, I think I can, I think I can do this. Like you have enough people, you know, uh, like yourself even that are just nice enough to be like dude keep going like you, yeah. you got something going on and I'm like great like <laughs> I guess I can do this so I mean and then you know the, the industry in Canadian country is smaller than you think so once you start to kind of get some numbers and turn some heads you know you start to get some support that way and you're able to write with more people and work with more people and all of a sudden your your little group um, gets bigger and you're able to do more so I think I got really lucky off the bat with mm-hmm. with some numbers, and it really allowed me to do things quicker than than I would say 
most or that I was supposed to because like you know it's a real it's a grind to get people to to pay attention long enough to to listen to your stuff even if it's like even if it's great yeah so uh, I was I was fortunate enough to, to get numbers off the bat and then allow myself to, to grow my brand from there and I was like yeah I think I could definitely keep doing this and I'm going to do this more and I'm going to do this better and I'm going to go down to Nashville and I'm going to write with people that have been doing this for years and years and years and I I haven't I really haven't so yeah. I still have used to pay for sure but I'm glad that I was able to just start off big because I mean who wouldn't want to right right yeah yeah um, yeah I know Morgan Wallen a lot of the, his stuff he doesn't really write so I think that's really smart to kind of team up with ex- more experienced writers who have been in the industry for however long oh, they've been in definitely and like that's that's a that's something that's crazy as an independent like someone that's coming up like you always want to compare yourself to the people that you aspire to be so like but you, you can't at the same time because mm-hmm. like yeah Morgan kind of blew up like it's like an overnight blow up like he but like he the more you look into it he's not really like yeah you know, he's been grinding since 2015 and now it's, you know, 2023 and he's the biggest country star in the world. Right. And like, yeah, it's difficult not to be like, man, I'm not doing what Morgan's doing or what Bailey's doing or any of those really big dudes that kind of just like popped off like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's, it's crazy how, how talented people are in Nashville and, and how much time they really put into their craft. And the moment you start interacting with those people, the better you become at least that's my experience like the more that i speak and, and work with guys that have been doing this for way longer than me the better i am and the more i rise to their level so mm-hmm. i think that's important for like young aspiring country artists even pop artists like la is another great spot like going to areas in which you, you think you can enhance your performance just based on having other people around you that are better than you yeah, because you want to do better. You want to be as good as those people that are that that you're in the room with, right? Right, definitely. Um, yeah, dude. So speaking of people, you know, aspirations and all that, you've you mentioned Hardy. There's a line in one of your songs about um, "Sign Sober You," and yeah. then um, I think you posted about him a while ago um, about getting tickets to a show. So I imagine he's kind of played a big part in like your inspiration and all that. Or maybe you just like him. I don't know. But um, explain your uh, your relationship with Hardy, I guess. Oh, man. I, I wish I knew him. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but um, when you start to, you know, when you start to write music, you start to listen to music mm. from a different perspective. You're not just like, I, it's almost like a gift and a curse. Like, you're not, you're no longer like a casual listener. You're, you're dissecting every line and, and, and for me, it's like, it's almost like studying. So like when Hardy puts out a song, I, I might as well, I might as well like bring out a notepad and, and cause he's so good at what he does. And I've seen, I've seen Hardy on, I want to say like almost every, every tour he's, I don't, I don't know, but I want to say every tour, like his solo tour I went to the, I've seen him open for Morgan twice. Like, his smaller tour when he first dropped sold out like I went to that too like he he's the kind of guy that that you as a as a young songwriter want to be like in my opinion he 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 writes with 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 such pride and such confidence like it's it's like it's not it's not arrogant it's confidence like 
with, with the way that he grew up and how he believes that this is, you know, this is the down home way that it should be. Like I like, but without, without mocking other ways of living as well. He just yeah. takes a lot of pride and ownership of what he does. And so that's kind of something that I try and do. And it, it's gotten to the point where like, if I'm writing, um, especially like the earlier stuff, not so much, but the stuff that I work on now, it's like, it's like, dude, if Hardy wouldn't like this, I don't think it's a good song. And okay. like, that's probably not the way to think. Like you can't just like want to impress one dude. And yeah. That, well, honestly, probably never hear your shit. Um, but it, it also, it also pushes you to, to, to be better. Kind of like that in the room stuff. Like if I'm writing something, it's like those interior rhymes and, and stuff like that is something that Hardy does so well. And like, that's something that I've, I've really adopted within my writing and, and tried to kind of almost mimic it away. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. He's a, he's one of my favorite artists. He, he, he speaks so well and everyone loves him and is just He's just a good influence, yeah. I think, for, for all young songwriters, country, rock, or mm-hmm. pop, whatever you're doing. He's a, I think he's a good role model. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of the first I started listening to when I got into country. Um, hate Your Hometown and Where You At and oh, just all those. Um, yeah, dude, those are good tunes, man. <laughs> those are like, those are not singles, dude. Those are off the record. Yeah, so yeah. we got a song here, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say next? Oh, let's do some um, just quick rapid-fire questions. Best and worst show you've ever done? I've ever done? Yeah. You can do do best Uh, first and then worst or whatever is easier for you. Dude, the best show I ever did, funny enough, was probably for like – I probably signed for like 15 people, dude. Like Mm -hmm. it was a bust of a show, like – uh, the, 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 the booking was, was kind of bad. Like usually these, these shows with this booking agency is, is marketed like months in advance or at least a month in advance for this. It was like six days, yeah. but me and I, I like a couple of homies were on the bill. And so, and I just, I was like, I'm not, I can't put a band together this, this quick. Cause like at this point it was summertime and like my guitar players on tour with like the rec laws and my drummers on tour with with Devin Cole and I'm like okay well I don't even have my band with me so I, I my, shout out Joey DePivot one of my co-writers and best friends in the industry we just went out and sang an acoustic show and I, I thought absolutely kick ass like I didn't miss a note didn't miss a beat yeah. I was talking very intimately with the crowd and it was only 15 people that was that was the best we sang and then we decided to do a cover at the end we sang Backstreet Boys and everyone was going nuts <laughs> It was all acoustic too, but we were doing like these crazy high harmonies. It was, it yeah. was great. It was a great show, and we got a lot of great feedback, even though it wasn't for a lot of people. Oh yeah, um, just having fun, you know. Yeah, and I think that's what it's all about. Like I kind of like when you perform, you can you have the ability to kind of lose yourself and 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 throw away all the crap that you've been dealing with, and all of a sudden you're on stage, and it's like almost like a numb feeling, like nothing else matters. You're just in the zone, like having a really really good time doing what you love so um that was the best one uh the worst the worst show i ever did probably was one of the one of my one of my first ones and it, it like the show itself was fun it was yeah. fun and funny it was like my first big, big um 
full band live show and I was I was the first opener for another homie of mine who was doing a, an album release and I think my energy was just it was so high because I was so pumped up um, but like 15 minutes before the show the in-ears went out so like in-ears are what like artists wear so I, I, I can hear everything that's going on on stage okay. through ears really well yeah rather than having it come out in speakers because it's going to be like the levels are going to be all wonky and stuff yeah so the in-ears went out so we had to perform without them and it's really really difficult to hear yourself so when i was listening back to the audio i'm basically just i'm yelling and screaming and like everyone's having a good time and the sh- like the crowd was way 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 bigger like i was singing for way more people right but it was like just from a from an artistry perspective like the performance was good Mm-hmm. But the singing was just very subpar for me, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like, <laughs> yeah. so my my buddy Joey still has all the because it was all tracked, all the audio. Okay. So he's got all the dry audio, and it's like sometimes when he wants to mess with me, like we'll be in like a group of people, and he'll <laughs> just like play part of it on his on his phone or whatever, and it's just like me just butchering my own song. And it's, yeah. oh, it's so bad. I, I wish I could take. I wish I could kind of take that one back, but first first full band show it's not going to be great so that was probably my worst one i got you um let's see domestic beer or craft beer or whiskey if you want to do a wild card i drink i drink domestic i don't drink any craft or imported i don't even i don't even really like like stella or heineken or corona really like i'm yeah. drinking cruise of bush light like i was gonna say it's always like a Guinness, like I drink a lot of Guinness when I'm in the city. That's that's the only that's my only uh, outlier. I okay. drink a lot of Guinness. I got you. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Coors like guy. I get judged for it. I got. I mean, not my friends. My friends are all pretty much domestic <laughs> drinkers too. But like, just like I, I, you know, if I'm like, I don't know, it's it'll happen. But those Blue Mountains, man, it's just it's comfortable. I'm with you, dude, I'm with you. That's what I drink in the bar. <laughs> um, indoor venue or outdoor venue? for performing oh man outdoor five and if the sound is good outdoor for sure love yeah. it every time like even if i'm doing an acoustic set i'd rather do it outdoor that's that's yeah love that outdoor for sure for sure and then um college football or professional Ooh. easy sorry my dog's right there i mean well it, I, I mean i'm canadian so like if i'm it's it's actually difficult to watch college ball up here Okay. Um, because like we don't really have the channels for it. Like certain sports bars will play will play the big boys. Yeah. Um, I I spend a lot of time in 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 Nashville and in Tennessee, so I like to claim that I'm a balls fan, and I do <laughs> I do watch the games sometimes on my phone, and I do I do check the scores every Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I I, I gotta say NFL because I just watch way more of it. Right. Yeah. No, that make, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. So, from Canada. But how much how much time do you spend in Nashville? Like you split it down the middle, or or what's that ratio like? Enough enough to make the border skeptical for sure. Like it was <laughs> like it, I was I was taking pretty much every <laughs> yeah for real. I was taking pretty much every opportunity to come to come down to Tennessee that I could. Yeah, um, spending a crap ton of money, like just trying to go down it, and and like I like we were kind of talking about before, just get better and mm-hmm. what what are the what are the big boys doing um like and it was enough where i i came down and the border was like 
you know, like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to Nashville. Literally, I wasn't lying or nothing. I was like, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to see what's up. Like, I'm going to try and maybe do some open mics, like, write with some people. Mm -hmm. I had my guitar in the back, and they were like, hell no. They stopped (laughs) me. I was there for, like, two hours. I had to get my phone password. They went through my entire phone. It was was brutal. Of course, they were like, yeah, you're not, you're good. We couldn't find anything you were doing wrong, and obviously, I wasn't. I'm not allowed to make any money down there, so that's what they were. That's what they were looking for. Uh, okay. Um, but dude, I, I'd say like in the past like two years, I've been down like six or seven times for like at least three weeks at a time. Okay, I got so, you. Not bad. Like I probably spent like half a year down there. Yeah. But not making any money, so just kind of <laughs> relying on streams and, and radio play up in Canada to to keep the income going. But it's worth it. Worth yeah. it every single time. What? I know, like, all it takes is one person to notice you, or one song to take off, or one clip even to go viral, and that's that's it. And I do think, like, I I mean it every time I like message you or comment on one of your things that I'm like, I think you got it, and I I, uh, I just I don't know, I'm I'm rooting for you. I, I couldn't like, dude, I couldn't appreciate it more. Like, we've had a couple conversations, and you've always been so so. so always such kind words and stuff and you know it, it, it goes a long way for for a guy like me that's just trying to like make a life doing this and there's you know there's a lot of doubts and you know every artist is their, is their own worst enemy so when you got like just guys and girls reaching out saying nice stuff like that it like it goes a long way for sure and i, I try i try my best to to interact with all with everyone that i can for sure because it, it means a lot yeah um well outside of hardy Who's a dream artist or if you have multiple artists that you would love to work with or even better yet tour with? Because I personally think that's why I said outside of Hardy, because obviously he's a big inspiration for you. And I feel like you guys would mesh well together. I feel like your voice is a little more rough and kind of like not rugged, but I guess ish. And then his is a little more yeah higher pitched. And I just think that would that would go well together. And then. That'd be a hell of a tour too. But so outside of him, who uh, who you got? I'd love to tour with. Um, I mean, the easy answer is Morgan, but let's yeah. try and let's try and stay on planet Earth, man. Um, <laughs> a couple of like like they're still big guys, but they're up and comers that I, I really love. Obviously, Bailey Zimmerman is, is one of them. Like mm. that kid is just he's so talented and he's he's incredibly likable, and his his tunes are really good. Um, I was fortunate to be in, in the room once with a, with a, a co-writer of his, and that guy was super talented. So you just like he's got a lot of really talented people in his group. So I would say him. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to a lot of Austin Snap. Also an extremely likable dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to hang out with him. Ella Langley, she's mm-hmm. on the rise. She's incredibly talented. Um, God, love Ella Langley. Yeah. Um, Corey Kent. Okay. He's a talented dude. Like, his songwriting is through the, through the roof. Um, I feel like that's good. Bailey would be my number one. I feel like if I was like, if I could pop off in the next, like, year yeah. and be a first opener and be a first opener for Bailey, that would be, my, I would be, I would have myself and I was like, I, I, I did it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And again, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like anything is possible, especially nowadays. I, f- I also feel like it's such a good time to be starting a career and 
whether it's music or movies or whatever, because of all the social media outlets, like, Dude, yeah. yeah, it can get distracting, but it's so useful in terms of trying to grow. Is, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's a, it's a pain in the ass, but it, it's for independent artists, it, it, even labels, like they, they sink thousands and thousands of dollars into social media marketing. So it's like, it's it's really cool to be able to interact with people that you normally would like even me and you doing this right now like it wasn't for instagram we like we never would have yeah. had a conversation which would have sucked you know what i mean so yeah. um yeah it's it's a crazy time and it's extremely competitive but that's the game dog <laughs> true that's true true um i wanted to touch back on something i asked about the football question so being from canada and now you're you know back and forth nashville and canada is your team the Titans, or do you have, or is there Vikings or something up north? Like, no, dude, I, I I could not tell you why. When I was a kid, I was like, I'm a Dolphins fan. Screw it. Okay. And I chose when I was quite young. When I, I didn't even really like, I never grew up playing football either. And yeah. I started kind of watching football when I when I was in college, but um, yeah, I'm a Dolphins fan. Okay, <laughs> I, I got why. you. I went through the grind of it. And now they're doing well, so and I'm I'm still not a huge football guy, but yeah. I I will get up and watch watch the Dolphins play on Sunday for sure. I got you. Um, so I got the notification. We got a little over seven minutes left, uh, but I still you know had a few things I wanted to ask you. Um, yeah. Like uh, Post Malone was at the CMAs. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about him talking about doing a country album, like? Do you oh, like okay. when artists branch out like that? Like, do you think it's it usually ends up all right, or how? Do, I don't know, your opinion? I, for, like me being me, like me, me even saying that I'm a country artist, mm-hmm. uh, like I don't even know if that's gonna like if that would fly. Like, yeah. So when, like, I've been listening to Post Malone since like since Stony since White Iverson. So like, right. I'm a massive Post fan. So when 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 he can kind of prove that like genre borders don't really mean shit. Yeah. I think it helps my brand a lot I got because you. I think I like my brand it, that I'm trying to going to try and push in the next coming project is that I want to be able to do more than just country music. You know, I yeah. want to, I grew up in Toronto. Like I want to have a Toronto OBO hip hop influence. Like, cause I grew up listening to it. Um, you know, my dad was a huge classic rock fan. Like, I want to grow up listening to. I want. I'm sorry. I wanted to have that influence my music as well. So it's like when artists decide to branch out or collab, like like Morgan's done with Lil Durk or Post. Yeah. You know, declaring he's going to do a country record. Um, it, it's huge mm-hmm. for for me, and like I, I don't give two shits about genres yeah. at all. If I did, my career would be so. Um, yeah. yeah, when 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 guys are starting to branch out and, and do things with other artists that aren't in their genre, uh-huh. works for me. That's awesome. Because like, country music is so is so complicated too. Like, it has so many influences that that make its it sound the way it is. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I was listening to a podcast recently and it was talking about the influence of the of the instruments and like the banjo was like a it's like a drum with yeah. with a neck attached 
to it. So it's like it's like an African drum. I don't know. Don't at me. Quote me on it. <laughs> but that's got like African influence because it's like a, a drum pan yeah. with with a country neck on it. Yeah. And then like steel guitar was heavily used in Hawaiian music. Uh-huh. So there's another influence. So it's like this whole debate about like what is country music and stuff like that and genre this and number one in this genre that I'm like I don't really I couldn't care less about that. Like and so if people want to say that I'm a pop singer that's totally fine if people want to say that I'm a country singer that's great too like I have no idea what I would call myself Mm -hmm. so I can't expect anyone to to know what I am either like I was like y'all can make your own decisions for me like I don't care well I mean it says it right on your Instagram bio it says your favorite not so country music artist so it's like I mean I think I've got country influences like in, in in terms of the way that I write my lyrics and I do listen to mostly that urban country stuff like the newer country stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah my, i wouldn't say that my production is predominantly country i would say it's heavily pop influence for sure yeah i got you um what is a favorite song to perform live that you have or do you have any like covers that you love doing i know you said you did the backstreet oh, boys cover that one time but yeah for sure um honestly my like it's not my favorite song I've ever written, but my favorite song to perform of mine is probably Wanting You. People know it the best. It's okay. always like I always put it somewhere near the end and people are singing along, so it's it's yeah. most interactive, so I like singing that the best. Oh, yeah. Um, I put, I've put i been putting uh, Cowgirls by Morgan Wallen in my in my set. Okay. And I get, I get my bass player to sing the earnest, uh, the earnest second verse. And yeah. Bass, so it's, for me, it's super fun. Like, the band is all... Um, is all going nuts and looking at each other and just laughing the whole time. So right. that's a that's a fun one for me to play. It's not so serious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I know you're just talking about you know kind of mixing genres and all that. Uh, I know just recently, I'm not sure who it was. I forgot who it was, but he released a like '90s rap country mashup. Basically, it was on. I I seen that guy. I seen him on. Uh, I don't know his name, but yeah, I I've seen that dude on on uh, on TikTok. And yeah. People were going nuts for had Like, he had like Nelly songs in there and yeah. stuff. But yeah, he was yeah. Singing, kind of with a southern accent. Yeah, yeah. I seen that guy. Yeah. Have you ever done any like hip hop songs, like country covers of hip hop songs? No. Or no? <laughs> I would love to. Though. I would I would love to. Like yeah. that's actually a good point. Maybe I should throw that in there. I did I did Baby by Justin Bieber, which was just like as a funny yeah. like as a funny musician song for like the band guys to kinda of, like switch instruments if they needed to. Right, right. But like that's that's not hip hop at all. So I got you. yeah, maybe I'll look into like some, some Nelly tunes or something like that. Yeah. I mean I growing up the Jay Z Lincoln Park collab album was like that was Dude, my world for a while. That's a big tune. That's yeah. a sick tune. Absolutely. Um well, we got about a minute and a half. Spencer, thank you again for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. Sorry about my dog like breathing here the whole time. She's she's a puppy. I was one. I was like, I think his dog is right by his foot. That's got to be what he's like checking out. Yeah, that's, I, I keep leaning down and scratching her so she won't cry. She's very needy. But um, thank you again for doing this. Did you have anything you wanted to plug? And when are you coming to Chicago for a show? <laughs> I, I, if 2024 works out, hopefully I can get something, something going. Uh, but um, for, every, for everyone or anyone listening, like 2024 is going to be 
super dope once the holiday season is done mm -hmm. and people are back in their seats but back in their desks mm -hmm. um, the end of january is going to have some really really cool remix stuff coming out that's not so country and then okay. following that it's going to be something that's proper country and then following that some in the middle so just like like i say anything just keep in touch with socials and whatnot and keep oh. listening thanks thanks to you for, for having me and thanks to anyone that's listening and support man i i really appreciate it thanks to you i see what you did there uh, <laughs> uh, all right all right well thank you again so much i really appreciated it and um yeah man good luck for everything in the future coming up all right that was spencer burns and uh my dog theodosia who just couldn't keep it under control throughout that interview but hey you know she's a puppy what are you gonna do um i thought that was oh my god theo why don't you calm down a little bit take your ritalin she's not on ritalin don't worry anyway that was awesome i am very glad that i pursued as much as i did to have Spencer on. Super cool dude. And um, like I said, I really believe in him. I believe he's got that it factor, just like Spencer Levine. Um, just, you know, Spencer Levine, Spencer Burns. Two Spencers in a row, damn. Uh, they just they just got whatever that charisma is, that, that charm, whatever you want to call it. And Theo, could you shut the fuck up for a second? Could you shut the fuck up? You want a treat? All right, well, I got to go give Theo a treat, but we'll be back to wrap this thing up burrito style. Thank you, Spencer Burns. You're the fucking man. All right, everybody. We are back. Episode 88. Feel good Friday. Thank you again to Spencer Burns for that great interview. I really enjoyed talking to you. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation. Finally made it happen. Literally almost a year in the making. But, um... Persistence pays off, and uh, I'm glad it does because that was that was really cool talking to you. And I, I truly believe that he, if he's not on your radar yet, he fucking should be. Dude's super talented, great voice, seriously a great voice. And um, there were a couple connection issues during the interview, but we powered through. So sorry about that, but also we powered through. That's what we do. We uh, we kept pounding. And I am going, I'm not going to use that terminology. I take that back. I don't want to say we kept pounding. That, no, that doesn't sound, so we powered through. We're just going to leave it at, <clears throat> we powered through. Anyway, here we are, episode 88. We're going to wrap it up, burrito style. However, speaking of wrapping it up, let's do my Spotify wrapped up. All right? And uh, not me personally, because mine was kind of fucked this year. So I listen to stand-up comedy uh, while I sleep. Probably why I'm so funny, you know? It's like when you sleep on a textbook the night before a test, hoping all the information will go into your brain. I put on stand-up comedy when I because I have a whole stand-up comedy playlist. So I put that on when I go to sleep. I just put it on shuffle and uh, it helps put me to sleep. And uh, yeah, that's probably... Probably why I'm so funny. Anyway, the Feel Good Friday Spotify wrap-up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about some facts. Like the fact that the episode with Brittany was the most listened to episode. 
of the year. Maybe that's, maybe that's, I should, I should hear that. You know what I mean? Maybe I should see that and be like, well, I should probably get Brittany back on. Uh, the bro podcast, B R O E. It was streamed 303% more than the average episode. 303%. That's huge numbers. I watched Succession. I know how numbers work. I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I've seen Wall Street, you know, with uh, Douglas and uh, all that, but Charlie Sheen. I know how numbers work, how percentages work. NASDAQ, Dow Jones, 303 more, 303% more than the average episode. That's a fucking lot. Now, this was a year for growth and not just my penis. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's still small. 70% of my listeners discovered me in 2023. 70%. Again, I know how numbers and percentages work. 70%. That's higher than 69 other numbers. 69, dudes. Very sick reference right there. I was streamed, or Feel Good Friday was streamed in eight countries. Now, I saw this. And last year, I was stoked about it. But this year, I was kind of like, yeah, nothing new. I already knew that. Which I had to take a step back after that was my initial thought. And I was like, why the fuck are you reacting like that? You got people in different fucking countries streaming you. Different countries. Like, that's so wild. I'm recording this in a home in Tinley Park, Illinois. 60477. Uh, Early December. Don't know why I'm going into that much detail. But like... The fact that this is reaching people in other countries is wild. Now, United States was the top country, obviously, but um, in UK was second, actually. So let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Or uh, no. Um, Oi, in it. There we go. So I probably just lost all of my UK listeners. I apologize. <laughs> anyway. My listeners, thank you to everyone uh, in the other countries that um, was is listening. That's that's super cool, and I am very much appreciative. And I hope that you keep listening because uh, knowing that I'm I'm reaching people overseas is really fucking wild, and I love that. My listeners' top podcast genres were sports, comedy, and then society and culture. I feel like that's basically what my podcast is. Talk a lot of sports. I hope it's funny. And then I try to talk about society and culture. Now, society and culture, you know, I don't know if that includes music, movies, all that. If it does, then yeah, that's exactly what my podcast is about. So this statistic make statistic makes total sense. Maybe the fourth top podcast genre would be, uh, you know. Not knowing how to talk because <laughs> I just messed up statistics. All right. My listeners' top music genres were pop, rap, and rock. Fair enough. I don't, I, even though I, I listen to mostly country nowadays, I listen to a lot of country, I don't expect country fans to like this podcast because I'm not necessarily like talking about country shit. I'm not like, well, I was just on the back road of my Ford F-150 and I was, you know, you know looking for a... Uh, 10 point 12 point fucking fucking gonna shoot it and then you know go down to the local watering hole uh no i i 
as much as I love country, I don't really talk country. Um, so I get it. Pop, rap, and rock makes sense. Uh, the most shared episode. The most shared episode. Now, 303% more people listened to the Britney episode, but the most shared episode was Alex McKenzie, the comedian. Super funny guy. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to it. It's very positive. He's a very positive dude. That was one of my favorite interviews. So, um, stoked. Stoked on that. Yeah, I was shared on Spotify. Uh, well, not on Spotify. I was shared on Snapchat, Instagram, Direct Link, um, Facebook. So, super cool that I was shared on so many platforms. Podcast rating was a 5.0. That's a perfect rating. Suck my dick. Um, anyone who doubted me. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have thousands of thousands of people rating my podcast. But the people that have rated it, it's a perfect 5.0. And that's pretty impressive. So, I got that going for me, which is nice. Podcast saw some nice growth growth this year. Not some nice gross this year. Obviously, I'm the host. It's going to see some gross because I'm probably going to talk about my, like, my butthole at some point. So, that's kind of gross. But uh, podcast saw some nice growth this year. So did my penis. <laughs> I already made that joke. It's still not true because I still got a tiny one. Um, 20% new flo- uh, followers. That's pretty cool. 20% uh, increase in followers. I really, really enjoy that. And then uh, 16% in minutes created. So although I didn't make as many episodes as I wanted to, I didn't make as many episodes um, as I did last year, I believe, 16% more minutes created is still pretty cool. So I'm putting out a lot of uh, a lot of new content, which to me that's that's more important than episodes. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, now the big one, here's the big shebang, shebang, shebang. Is that right? I don't think that's racist. That's just the dude. That's the dude from American Idol. So, all right, here we go. <clears throat> I was a top 10 pop, feel good Friday. I keep saying I, I'm very, uh, very vain, very self-centered. It's a, it's a real flaw. I need to work on it. Anyway. I was a top, what the fuck? I just corrected myself and then I said it again. All right. Feel Good Friday. FGF was a top 10 podcast for 61 fans. So that was a top 10 podcast for 60. What is wrong with me? Looking in the mirror right now and it's like, hey, stop being so selfish. You know, it's Feel Good Friday. It's not you. If this was the Joe Kruger show, maybe, but this is Feel Good Friday. Maybe some people just check this out because they see the title and they're like, I want to feel good. Feel Good Friday was a top 10 podcast for 61 fans. Fix, uh, oh, now I can't fucking talk at all. Feel Good Friday was a top five podcast for 49 fans. So 49 people had Feel Good Friday as a top five podcast. And here's the best one. 21 fans, 21 people had Feel Good Friday as their top podcast. There's 21 people in the world. Now, I know there's a lot more than 21 people in the world. There's uh, billions. It's, um, you know, scientifically proven. Um, but I don't know why I had to say scientific. It's just a fact. You know, it is what it is. It's just a fucking fact. But 21 of those billions of billions of people, 21, have listened to Feel Good Friday more than any other podcast. And that I truly fucking appreciate. I appreciate everyone on this list. The 61 fans who had Feel Good Friday in the top 10, the 49 who had it in the top five, 
and the 21 have it as their top podcast. I appreciate it so fucking much. I appreciate it. Um, I'm saying the same thing over again, but it's just true. I'm, I, this is a moment where I'm like, whoa, like this podcast Mm -hmm. actually reaches people and people actually listen to it. And some people actually give a shit. And I can't tell you how much that means to me. It's the reason I keep doing it. Honestly, I I might keep doing it even if I'm, even if next year I'm one person's top Mm -hmm. podcast, then to that one person who still has me as their top podcast, who has Feel Good Friday as their top podcast, God damn it, I'm going to keep doing it. Now, I'm hoping for growth. I'm hoping for more growth for the podcast and my penis because it's so uh, it's so tiny. Shriveled up most of the time. It's cold out. It's December. Although we're getting a nice little three-day stretch of 50-degree days, 50-plus. Your boy is stoked about it, okay? Don't know why I'm talking like this right now. I'm going to go back to my normal voice. Um, hoping for more growth in 2024, seriously. Um, so if you're a fan, tell people about the podcast, um, subscribe, rate it. If you haven't rated it yet, share it, just, just spread the word, spread the good word because I fucking love doing this and life gets crazier and crazier by the day, by the fucking minute, honestly. So it's, it's harder. It's hard to make episodes as much. But if I can, God damn it, I fucking will. So um, just be sure to share it. And honestly, if you don't want to, that's cool too. Like if that's just too much energy to have to bring up like, or if it's like a point where it's like you're with your friends, you don't, you don't want to be like, hey, um, I have this podcast that I listen to. It's not that popular, but um, my friend does it, so... Like, no one's going to check that out. But if there's a way that you can find it, like, to share it, then go for it. If not, that's cool, too. Hey, I'm cool with you. You know what I mean? I'm cool with who's listening right now. Santa's listening right now. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Kind of creepy, right? All right. That was the Feel Good Friday Spotify wrapped. I'm happy with the numbers this year. Obviously, um, you know, if they were bigger, that'd, that'd be awesome. But I'm happy with what I have, which I think is very important to be. Like, you you should be happy with what you have. Um, happiness isn't about getting what you want all the time. It's about loving what you have. Uh, Asher Roth said that, but I think uh, someone else said that. I don't think he came up with that quote. But I heard it in the Asher Roth song, Grind, Get Ready, It's a New Day. And, um, I try to remember that I really do because life can get so crazy and everything's about money. Everything's about fucking money these days. It's disgusting, but that's the way it is. So I try not to get caught up in that. I try not to get caught up in materials. I barely buy myself anything these days. Like I said, I bought myself the red skins and the Indian sweater. That's the first purchase I've made, uh, God, in a, in a while. That's a lie. I bought a Spooktober sweater as well back in October. So before that, though, I think it, I think it's been a while. I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm not as selfless as I'm appearing to be. But I, de- I definitely, from where I was earlier in life, I've taken a step back on the buying shit for me. Um, Finn is obviously a huge part of that. Um, being in a house is obviously a huge part of that. Two dogs is obviously a part of that. Um, I say two dogs, 
if you are not aware, um, we put Hadley down um, back in October. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it because talking about putting a dog down is just, it's such a bummer. And like, regardless of if you knew the dog or not, like no one wants to hear that shit, but I'm looking at a canvas picture of her right now. And she was, and I'm, I've like, I know everyone says this about their own dogs. She, she was the best dog I've ever met. And I was lucky enough to uh, take care of her and hang out with her and take her for walks and cuddle with her and be there with her for several years. And it's several years that I cherish so much because um, she was amazing. She, she like, I just loved her. I loved her so much. And I think Shorzy and Theo might hear this and get pretty offended. Because if I'm being honest, Shorzy and Theo are not the best dogs that I've ever met. I love Shorzy and Theo. I fucking love Shorzy. Shorzy's my little girl. She's my little nugget. She's my little fucking sausage link. And Theo is special, but we love her too because she's full of love. She's just a little dumb, but hey, so am I. But Hadley was, she was perfect. And I miss her still. Obviously, it's only been like a little over a month. I miss her a lot. I think anyone who interacted with her misses her and would have done a lot of things to have one more interaction with her. Because she was so she was so kind and gentle. And yeah, she was this big dog. She was 150 at the time of her passing. But, she, like, so she came off intimidating. I remember taking her for walks. People would look at her and be like, wow, that's scary. And I'm like, no, she's the sweetest dog in the fucking world. And she's, she's the best dog in the world. And I've worked with dogs, like, at SeaWorld and Positively Heaven and training dogs when I worked for Suburban Canine and I've had Toonie and Holly growing up and um, I've met my family's dogs and my friends' dogs and um, we've fostered dogs. We've had, you know, Tucker and Jackson and Hadley, uh, just the absolute best. Um, she's in a better spot now. She's not suffering anymore. She She was suffering and now she's not, you know, she's in the afterlife just having a ball, swimming in lakes, um, literally having a ball. She's probably playing ball, um, you know, munching on cheeseburgers from McDonald's, little junior Sundays from Dairy Queen. And uh, I, I like to think that, you know, I don't know, that kind of corny shit where it's like part of, you know, she's still looking down on us. I don't know, but um, I like to think so. I like to think that her love is still here. Like, her love never left the house. Because she loved. She she was a very loving dog. You know, if you were good to her. And um, I can say for certain that she, like, sometimes you could see how much a dog cares about a person. And Hadley cared immensely about Cassie attached to the hip her little shadow her little velcro puffy puffy velcro puppy shadow and uh 
wow, she she just um a dog like that comes around possibly once in a lifetime. So uh, love you, Hadley. Miss you. And uh sorry to end on such a somber note. Um but you know I hadn't mentioned it before. I, I honestly was not trying to mention it. And then I brought up, I said the two dogs thing, and I think that might throw some people off. So <sighs> thought I should explain, but anyway, episode 88. Uh, yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Spencer Burns, great interview. And episode 89 will be next. Cause that's how numbers work. Hope y'all had a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, gobble, gobble. Am I right? Uh, gobble, gobble. Fucking dumb. So stupid. Christmas is next. Because that's also how the calendar, like, it's always, the, what am I doing? I'm going to end the episode. I'm, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. God damn it.